Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. guys welcome to episode 79 of geekscape this is the weekly podcast about movies video games and comics where we go over the latest news and give our reviews uh of that week's events this week i'm joined by my good friend suzanne francis she's a screenwriter here in hollywood we've known each other for several years and uh she has a movie out she and her co-writer gabe what gabe what is your last name Griffoni. Oh, I'm supposed to yeah, use the, the mic. you swallow these microphones. Right, though, Gabe Griffoni. It's Italian. Now, you guys are co-writers. Yeah. And you guys co-wrote this movie called Wieners. Let me, let's see this DVD. Get Wieners. Uh, you know, it's, it's right here. This, you know? uh, this, this movie's been out since June 10th. Uh, you guys can pick it up at, like, Best Buy. You can order it on Amazon. Netflix it if you're really scared. But uh, I think you guys should all take a look at this movie. Um, you guys co-wrote this. Did you co-write it on consignment, or or no, was this it a was, script that you guys just wrote? It's an original script that we wrote. Uh, basically, we were completely unemployed, and we were like, you know what, we're not getting any jobs, so let's just write a movie for the hell of it. How long ago was this? That we wrote about like five years. No way. Four years. Three. Did Three? It, didn't we just shoot like two years ago? I I remember you shooting. Okay, no, we last summer or the summer before. Yeah. Yeah. We shot two summers ago, and then it was like in editing for like ever. But we wrote it probably three years ago, then went out with it in like January, February. Then we were shooting a year later, I think, or something, once Screen Gems picked it oh, up. Oh, that's right. It was that fast. Yeah, it was fast. So Sony Screen Gems put this movie out. Yeah. And, um, you know, you are on. Trust okay. me. You are, she's, <laughs> she's scared. I know. I know. Uh, the set doesn't instill you with a lot of confidence. Um, nor do I. Uh, but this movie has, what, Kenan Thompson in it. Uh, Jenny McCarthy and Daryl Hammond, and then this dude—I recognize this guy because he, uh, he was in the TV set. He was in the TV set. That's Frank Kranz. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He was in the TV set. He had a, a short-lived series on uh, what network was that on? I don't remember. I think it was CBS called The Captain. It just—it uh-huh. only had like five or six episodes with him and Jeffrey Tambor. Uh, it was on like this season. And I think it's canceled now. Um, and uh, the other guy uh, who's on this there, guy? This guy. That's uh, Zach Levi. What, what He's is in he? Chuck right now. Who's that NBC Chuck? show, Chuck? Chuck. Yeah, I like Chuck. Who yeah. does he play? He's Chuck. He's Chuck. He's Chuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you got Chuck in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So, you've, so you've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, I have not seen it. Have no, not it's, seen it. uh, you, you can you can borrow a copy. Actually, you know, you should rent it from uh, Blockbuster. We should, we should get it. But uh, the, the thing is, like, you guys wrote this movie. You envision it a certain way. Yeah. What happens when it starts coming together and you guys become, like, the writers? You know what I mean? You know. And you see all these people starting to fill the spots Jenny McCarthy, you must be very excited about that. Uh, you know, Jenny McCarthy was really cool to work with. He's being uh, political. No, she was. She you know, was. She was fucking freaking out. <laughs> she was. She was really, really nice. She's very pretty. Uh, she uh, is a pretty lady. Uh, yeah, it was. It was good to see Gabe's face when she was like, "Gabe, will you come over here and read lines with me?" I was like, "She oh, said that yeah. to you." I was like, "You know, <laughs> Jenny. Like, uh, I guess you know." I know what I was, I was like, oh, Jenny, Jenny was reading. Was Jim Carrey around? Was Jim Carrey? No, part he of wasn't that? there. He but now, now. You've masturbated to Jenny McCarthy, like I, when you were younger. 
I am. I cannot admit that. Okay. On no. A, uh, no. I mean, I just. I just gotta think. Like. 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 Suzanne you know, has. Growing up, you do those things, <laughs> and then what's it like when you finally meet somebody that maybe you've had, you know? Uh, a po- you know, it's it, um, it, in certain cases, it's usually like uh, exactly what you'd hoped it would be, and I guess mm-hmm. there are some cases where you meet someone, and you're like, you look much better, you know. Otherwise, Jenny was like really, really hot in person. And if she's sweet, then that kind of makes you yeah, feel that was bad that, about that... what you did. You had yeah. half sex with her. It's, it's really warm in the room. <laughs> God, it is hot. If you meet her and you've had half sex with her, right? Like, is it uncomfortable? Can you look her in the eye, or do you get over that after a while? Professionally, no, as a professional. No, I, yeah. You know what? We are there on set as professionals, and we have a job to do. So you know, all of that, you know, nudity and masturbation just go by the wayside. Now you have masturbated Keenan Thompson, and uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I do like I, I you know what Good Burger not that bad of a movie it was actually pretty funny. I think I have seen Good Burger a long time ago. You know the the what Keenan like what surprised us on so many levels mm-hmm. with the movie like there were lines that he delivered spot on and there were some that we were like they're not even supposed to be funny and he he did a great job with those lines too. He's and he's really really awesome guy. I could not like stress how nice everyone on yeah, the cast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, was really so fun. Cool. And most of the time writers don't get to be on set. Right. You know, you sell your your baby or your script the studio buys it, and they're basically like, you know, F you. Can we say that? No, absolutely. Okay. I, I just said that you had a half sex. Like, you're jerking. <laughs> I think you absolutely can yeah, say okay, fine. So, until Sony gets mad. Uh, well, whatever. Um, no, but, you know, and, and we got to be on set the entire three months we were shooting. Um, Mark, the director of the movie, was really cool. He was a, a writer and a first-time director on this movie. So he was really open to us basically doing all the rewrites on set when we got notes from the studio and keeping the movie tonally close to what we originally had you know, envisioned and stuff, and I remember because you were putting up pictures. It looked like you were on summer camp. Like, yeah, so like, 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 like Suzanne had these pictures of her and the cast in front of the 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 Wiener bus, which is a. Yeah. I mean, what is the movie about? Like, really? Like, it's about these guys. It's who... it's three best friends who travel across the country yeah, in a Wiener homemade bu- Wiener wagon to go beat up uh, Doctor Dwayne, who is basically a, a Doctor Phil type. Talk show is it Daryl Hammond? Daryl Hammond plays Doctor Dwayne. Yeah. Okay. And what makes it? What ticks him off about him? Uh, well, in the opening sequence of the movie, uh, which actually I think you can watch the first six minutes online somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the web address is. Got, come on, guys, please. I, uh, do, you, do you remember it? I don't know. Okay. Uh, just type in like watch the first it. six minutes of Wieners. Google okay. it. Um, or Yahoo, whatever you use. I prefer Google. You know what? Just rent the or buy the damn movie. Yeah. All right. But basically, you bastards. Uh, the the <laughs> do it. Okay. I know all you bastards out there are like reviewing. I mean, I've got you know that Batman Batman DVD that comes out like as of this week that we're airing this. The Batman DVD that's supposed the... to bridge the gap. The Batman Atrix thing. Oh, I didn't know that was coming out. Yeah, it comes out on, on this Tuesday. Okay. Motherfuckers are already putting reviews up on my side. I'm like, you downloading pirate bastards. Oh. You know, they're probably going to download okay. that. Because they're, they're, that's they're all down- over well, already. They'll see Jenny McCarthy. They've already downloaded Right, exactly. They're... Yeah, they'll, they'll see Jenny McCarthy in a whole new light. For like six minutes. In the movie. <laughs> I just saw the first two hours. Yeah, yeah. Free. But then you don't get to see the cover. Yeah, you don't get and to see the cover. And the DVD is pretty, too. Look at the DVD. So, it's pretty? I think mean, that is pretty nice. Um, nice. Yeah, it's, it you know, like it's, I like the blue sky. So... Sorry to interrupt. The first beginning of this movie. Yeah. The girlfriends dumped them? The, no, the, in the beginning of the movie, the, the Frank Kranz, who was in mm-hmm. the TV set, uh, plays Joel, and he is on a talk show, on Dr. Dwayne's talk show, with his girlfriend for career advice, basically, because he's kind of you know, not living up to his potential. And he turns the tables and basically makes the girl realize that uh, she's with a, a loser. So she dumps him on air and humiliates him uh, on air, and then his life goes to crap after that. So he needs to go and face his demons, so they drive across the country to go beat up this uh, talk show psychiatrist. So he can finally stand up for himself, because he's yeah. a wimp. So he's never yeah. stood up for himself before. Oh, man. That's great. Uh, it, it's almost like something that would happen with Laura and I. Yeah. Laura would absolutely realize that I'm a loser, but uh, but I don't think violence is the answer. Now, is that what you're well, saying? Violence is the no, answer? Or is that the lesson that they you, learned? You, really, you need to watch the yeah, movie to see. you need to see how it ends up. Because maybe maybe it is and maybe it isn't. I really can't divulge that. Where did you guys get the uh, idea for for this movie? Did, uh, you guys, did something horrific like that happen to you, Gabe? Well, there, or, there or are some horrific things that happened like that? to all of I did apply for the Oscar Mayer Wiener internship. Yeah, was, get well, the fuck the out. That's the other part yeah. of the story that you didn't What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Well, Keenan's character. Go ahead. Keenan's character has applied to the Oscar Mayer Wiener internship. You know where you get to yeah. drive the Wiener Mobile and give out hot dogs and stuff? And he's been rejected. Many, many times. 
And so he built his Wienermobile because he wants to prove to the company that he's like worthy of. He's being, dedicated. Yes. Right. And he's I like, was I'll rejected. I'll show them I can do it. So, so that was inspired. I was bummed out that I was rejected. How old were you when you were rejected? I was I was in college. I was like nineteen or something like that. Why would you? Why would I, do, you I just thought know, it was cool, I think right? Be a good, you just thought I would have cool. been a great ambassador. Were you put up? For, would you were you put up to this by somebody? No, like? I, I wanted to. I was going through that Barron's book of internships things, and I was like, oh my god, the Oscar Mayer Wiener internship! I get to drive a gigantic hot dog across the country for Everyone's the whole summer. Happy when they see you're giving them. Free you hand out whistles and hot dogs and like you know, it makes great story. Yeah, you know, but the rejection. How hard did it hit you? Um, I was bummed out that I didn't even get like an interview because I think my yeah, that's pretty lame. I mean, what'd you write on the application? It was genius, whatever it was. <laughs> what'd you write? I, you know, it was like, who knows? I hate it was hamburgers. so long ago. <laughs> but it basically spoke of my dedication to, you know, processed beef. They must have seen right and through it. I don't know. You know, I was really bummed out that they didn't uh, at least give me a call, you know. Yeah, that's sad. That it was sad. It's sad. affected you to this day. Well, it affected, yeah. It's shaped the man that you've become. Yes, it has. You know. And Keenan played you. And Keenan played me, which <laughs> the likeliness is is uncanny. Too. I, I, I think so. I, th- I mean, you're tan. Yeah, I have olive complexion, maybe. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah, I don't really want to talk about this other thing that you're doing because uh, I got this email from you about another project that you guys are working on. Can I talk about the strike deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I think this is really cool. Not that Wieners yeah. is not cool. No, no, no. But uh, I remember Suzanne, like, like guys during the strike. Uh, she was eating out of trash cans. You, a lot of you guys don't know when you guys think like Hollywood strike. You think of these rich people driving around their in their in their uh, Mercedes and their Beamers and stuff like that. What kind of car do you drive, Suzanne? Just to bring. I, I take the bus. She I was on the, the metro. She takes the damn bus. <laughs> and so when the strike happens and you guys are downloading her movie, that you're downloading this right now. It takes money out of her pocket, right? And the strike is serious business. You guys, yeah, I mean, oh, you yeah. were you were not. Doing no, it was horrible. For that time. It was so we were striking. We were picketing. Yeah, we striking. were picketing. And uh, yeah. and during that time, you guys got involved with this project that you sent me the email about. It was called Strike TV, and I thought this was pretty cool because it shows like it'll show my audience like what goes on instead of just what a lot of people think is just bitching and moaning about their high priced jobs. Right, right. You know, because for the majority of screenwriters, it's a lot more about taking the metro. Yeah. And seeing your movies, you know, made, but sporadically. I mean, yeah. you're not making a movie a year. No, you're not yeah. I mean, unless you're up there, you know, with Judd Apatow or one of those guys, you're not making a, a greenlit movie every like six months, you know, exactly. or something. You're, you're, you get something made, then hopefully it begets more work and stuff like that. You and know? hopefully so, the royalties will last you till something. Oh yeah, you know? so purchase your copies of Wieners. That's what I'm telling these guys. Right. So what is the Strike TV? Um, well, they, they started a couple writers from the guild started it during the strike, thinking like, here's a way for us to encourage members to write and produce their own shorts, and we're going to make this website called strike.tv, right? Yeah. Strike. Strike.tv. Yeah. yeah. And um, we're going to air these pieces, whatever shorts, anything you want to do, you know, get people together, produce it, finish it, and we'll put it up there, and we'll try and sell ad space and make money and raise money for the strike fund. So, like, mm-hmm. anyone who's affected from the strike, it's below-the-line people. It's um, people they, who are not working right, at all. They, right. they, and um, it's, not, it's not for it's the not writers, writers. It's for, it's, like, assistants and people who right. were basically Everyone put out of work because of the strike. So there's a fund that basically this, this money would go into, this pool, to give interest free uh, loans to people so they could kind of pay their bills and do stuff and then pay it back later when they all have jobs again and they can actually start to get cash in. So and Now, what would you shoot? We, we, we have to wait to see it, though. There's a sizzle reel like uh, teaser right now up on the website if you if you want to check it out. Uh, it's www.strike.tv. Okay. Uh, and uh, we shot a show called Lawyers uh, about a dysfunctional uh, law office. Okay. And we have uh, an amazing cast. We have uh, Greg Smith from Everwood. Oh wow. Uh, he was the lead on Everwood. He's a, he's a good friend and uh, he co-produced the uh, shows. Uh, we have Brandon Routh who was Superman. Of course. Uh, he's in those. Um, we have Lawrence Stamile, who's on Grey's Anatomy now. She uh-huh. plays Rose, the other kind of love interest of. Uh, do you watch Grey's Anatomy? McDreamy. McDreamy. That's do you watch it. that show? Yeah, uh, I, I for do. Lauren, I, I, I don't. I don't watch yeah, it. I, I don't I watch do. it. But I mean, everybody knows Brandon Routh, of course. Yes. Everybody knows Everwood. Like. Yeah. You know. No, those are those are all good guys, and they're really funny. You know, they. I don't think they've done stuff that's shown their their comedic abilities. And Greg did a great job. You probably wouldn't even recognize him in there. He's got like a mustache and glasses. 
That uh, does it every time. Yeah, no. He's that, who is that, that is guy? Just, it's a transformation. Yeah. So I mean, it looks like everybody who's kind of put out. Yeah. Kind of came together and, and put this project. And together. it was you know it was all for charity. So we were like you know we're all doing this for free. We spent you know a few hundred bucks out of pocket you know for like food for everyone and uh, someone one of the executive producers had cameras so we used his cameras and lavs and mics and stuff like that. Um, and the Writers Guild let us shoot in their offices, which we completely. Uh, took apart and redressed to make it look like a law office. That's funny. Um, of uh, a velvet and velvet is the law. Office. And it was great to work because we weren't working for so long with the yeah. strike, and this gave us like the motivation and the reason to say like like we can do this just on our own and get right. friends together. And yeah, I remember. I mean, I, I did those video games through the through the strike. Remember that? Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not WGA because I'm not very good. Right. <laughs> I'm not a very good. We writer. we swindled them. <laughs> That's right. how we got into the union. Using trickery. Yes, yeah. Subterfuge. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I think the the. The I, I think that the audience would be really good uh, and interested in seeing like what people do outside of the norm. because I think breaking that kind of barrier, we've all known these actors and, and yeah. You know, well, the thing the is, I now. think one of the other main purposes of the site is to say that you know there's writers and directors out there who have these creative visions, you know, and and, and the actors and stuff, and then you go through the process of studio execs and networks and all that stuff, and it gets noted to death, you know, and then the project is nothing what you thought it would be. And this is, as a writer, director, and actor, you do what you want. There's no one to give you those notes and say, you know, oh, that's that's too un-PC to say, or you can't have a condom with ejaculate in it on, on screen, you know? Because uh, you can. Because you can. can. And, you, can and you will see it in lawyers. So this strike TV is to stand up and say, we, we can have well, it's Well, it's to let the us. creators <laughs> do what they want to do to be creative. Right, and they collaborate want. with... With now, the actors and just why not just do pornography TV and shoot the real deal? Now, we have we know that you are. You know, we might pervert. get there. We, we might get real. there, Jonathan. We might. That might be the next. Twenty step. years from now, that's what we might be doing. I think that is when the geeks cave will show up. Yeah, <laughs> numbers. Uh, our droves of uh, of kids will show up. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Like, I haven't seen all the stuff on Straight Tet TV, but I think no. there's no porn right now. No, there's no when, porn, when, but when there's like landing. there's horror. There's well, everything it's uh they coming? they just did a soft launch uh july 4th uh-huh. so you can go to strike.tv now and sign up with your email address i did that uh, yeah that oh, you was, did yeah you'll get email updates it should launch by the end of this month or beginning of august okay uh and there is a little clip reel there's i mean there's the creators of like the office of uh i mean what, what, bob newhart has a show on there like there's tons of stuff on there from like really top-notch yeah, like, you guys are all stuff fans like of so Strike.tv is that website. I think you guys will enjoy that. Um, and I mean, that's pretty cool to see people yeah. out working outside of the, their, you know, norms from the producers saying blah blah blah. Uh, that was sucked. Uh, what I said, not what you guys did. Um, <laughs> what? what? Hancock. We have Hancock. to talk about this Will Smith movie. Yes. Um, will Smith plays a superhero. Okay, we got that from the trailer, right? Right. You gave and I went to see this. Um, Not together. I, I could only wish. Um, so we went to see this movie, and uh, it's got Will Smith playing this uh, superhero Hancock. He is a down and out bum, without a care in the world, and uh, he's reckless. He um, has an orthodox means of uh, solving problems, you know, like crime. Yeah. And uh, the city hates him as much as they love him, right? Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, he runs into Jason Bateman, saves him from being hit by a train. Jason Bateman's a down and out uh, as well. He's a down and out uh, PR yeah. person trying to sell this uh, sort of branding for getting the, making the world a better place. But he's selling them to like um, pharmaceutical companies that really don't care. Right. And uh, he's not having a very good time. Uh, when he sees the public reaction to Hancock, uh, he says, you know what, here's my chance to turn something around make a big name for myself, and do something good. So uh, he starts, you know, he becomes involved in his life, right? Yeah, he becomes like Hancock's PR guy, basically. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix up your image so that the city of Los Angeles doesn't hate you as much as they do. Because you are a superhero and you should be, you know, looked up to by children, not, you know, told you're, you're an idiot and you suck. Right, you should be uh, applauded for what you're doing. You're saving people's lives. But at the same time, uh, the city comes after him. And wants to put him in jail. Jason Bateman says you should go and stay in jail until they need you. And when you come back, you'll come back as a hero, and your approach will be different. We'll coach you, and uh, and there's that. Up to that point, I found this movie to be a lot of fun. I don't know if you were into it that much. I don't think I was as into it as, as you were in the I beginning. I was really into this movie for the first half up through that. I mean, I was with it. The the special effects aren't great. I mean, yeah. the special effects are a little bit. 
uh, cheesy, but I think Peter Berg is like, a, I think he's an awesome director. He's one of my favorites. Um, uh, he's got a, a unique visual style, uh, and he played this one kind of close to the middle. He played within like the superhero look. Yeah. Um, and then something halfway through this movie happens that just kind of derails it, and it, I mean, it hints at it early on. It yeah, hints at it along the way, but then it really hits the it, wall. The, the movie goes a little all over. The, like I think there's just too many different things going on. You don't know what this movie is at times. I mean, and I and like when you said when he went to jail, one of the first things that I think really started to like bug me was uh, all the ex-cons mm-hmm. crowd around him in the jail when he first gets there. You know, they're trying to be tough, and it's like um, this guy's a superhero, and he's like, "Oh, I get it. You're all mad at me because I put you in here." You know, whatever. It's like, yeah, that's probably true, but they're gonna step up to him, and he's like invincible. Obviously, it, I don't understand why they would. I, I just that bugged me right away. But but those are not smart individuals. They didn't learn that crime does not pay. Yeah, I these guess. people they 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 keep repeating the same lessons. I mean, there are ex cons watching right now. Oh and, right. And they're like, you know what? Maybe I need to to turn over a new leaf because these are people who who the system failed them. Yeah. So that you know you could be you could be totally true on that. <laughs> no, totally correct. I mean, I think you're right. The 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 inconsistencies are what hurt this movie the most. Yeah. Um not just story-wise with the rules, things like that. Yeah. Common sense kind of evades it a little bit. But the, the rules too. But it uh it has tone problems. Like the movie starts out and I'm with it and it's fun and it can be a little loose at times, yeah. which I'm sure shook you a little. Yeah. But then it really throws you and the tone gets really heavy, and at the same time, it plays a little loony toony. <laughs> yeah, there's there's like zany, like jokey stuff, and then it's like there's a guy who's like gonna kill you with one hand, you know, with like a it's and, and like or there's some really serious things that need to be talked about. Yeah, but the way you get around to it is by playing a really funny game with knives and a rolling pin, oh, smashing yeah, yeah, it yeah, on yeah, each yeah, other yeah. as superheroes, and you're like, you know what? I thought we I thought we got past this. Yeah. And um, and I think every time you do that, you shake the audience a little, and they become less and less into the movie, um, and uh, and it's painful to watch because uh, I enjoyed the first half of the movie, and to see it kind of derail, uh, you know, I you know I thought I was in a better place, yeah, but I wasn't. Um, and I think a lot of that maybe comes from the fact that it tries to aspire, it, it aspires to be more than what no, superhero movies have been up to this point. It's a little bit of an origin story. Right. It doesn't start with the origin, and and it and it tries to uh, put a context to these superheroes that's bigger than any of the context that we've had from a radioactive spider or a gamma right. radiation or Batman's parents getting shot. Right, right. It like goes to like a biblical global scale to give context to these in history to the to the characters in the movie, and it just seems a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. I went with with three other people, and I'd say that. Three out of the four of us really were like, that's not a good movie. And the other one was like, it was okay. He told me he loved it. Who, I did? (laughs) The 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 fourth person. Okay, he's he's a flip-flopper. because He told me he loved it and he was like, I didn't want to tell them. What? Oh, (laughs) you're a bully. No, I think he liked it more than you said he did. You're a bully. Really? No, we walked out of the theater and we're all like, eh. Because he was outnumbered. And he's small. He is small. No, I think the eh is where I land. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, which... You just can't. You know, that's tough. You yeah. Know? Uh, but I, you know, I, I do have to credit it for trying to be different, because it does do that. And uh, and you know, as a writer, you look at you look at the genre, and, and of course, superheroes are, are kind of going that way, where everything kind of seems the same. Right. And it's starting to get the same. And this movie pushed the boundaries of trying to be different, and ultimately, especially in that last set piece. Uh, it had to kind of cave in and go along with convention. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that point, you're like, fuck, you almost made it out, you know? Yeah, but I don't know how else you would have made it out. <sighs> I don't know. The, the movie has a lot of potholes. Go- it, it, yeah. It, it, it broke a lot of stuff in the China shop on the way to that. Yeah. You know? Um, it would have had to have a really brilliant ending to fix all that and wrapped it up with a nice bow, leaving you to leave the theater with, not, with anything more than an eh. So an eh is definitely our review of the movie. Um, there's a lot better material in uh, Wieners and in uh, Strike.TV, but please sign up for that. Um, I am excited, though, about this whole thing of superheroes. You're, you're a superhero fan, right? I'm a, I'm a huge superhero. You read a lot door. of comic books. Uh, yeah, I used to. Um, I have my entire Spider-Man collection at home. 
uh, in my parents' house. I like which this. they keep telling me to get rid of. No. But, uh, no, not get rid of. I mean, no. I would like I would eBay okay. it or, or sell it or something. Okay. You know, I don't. I can't get rid of it. Right. Um, but I, I have to say, Batman's probably my favorite superhero. Now, Suzanne. If, how come you do you read comics? I don't read comics. Well, why? What I like wrong? the movies though. The, I mean, the and I liked are... Wonder Woman, the TV show. Well, I mean, <laughs> come on. It, have you not been working on her? No, you know what? I think that she reads like real books. What? I yeah. like real books. She likes real yeah. books with like no pictures, lots of thick no. books with words. No, I do not read real books. No, we can segue into news on this because how would you feel if like Leonardo DiCaprio became Captain America in the Captain America movie? How would you feel about that? You know, I think he can do it. What? It, oh, I mean, sure. Look, here's the thing. When I first heard <laughs> I that... Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> thought Tobey Maguire pulled off the Spider-Man thing. He did. The Peter Parker thing. And when I first heard that he was going to be uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man... Leonardo DiCaprio, right. I, no, I mean, no. When, oh, I, when oh, Tobey Maguire, Maguire, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I, if I like that idea. But once I saw him, I think he did it. I think if Leonardo DiCaprio can, like, bulk himself up, Enough, like didn't I mean? Tobey Maguire like worked out a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or they give him he looked special. He looked magic jacked, suits. Yeah. So I, I feel like maybe there's a way for him to pull. I don't want to knock him yet because I know he's a good actor. He's done some amazing stuff. So I feel like prematurely knocking him as Captain America might. No, be. you're you're probably fair. right. That's fair. Um, I'm trying to be fair. You, you know? are. No, yeah, I, I you think know. I think that's the best approach. Yeah. Uh, we have the, this news that was submitted on the on the Geekscape website by this guy. Uh, I think it's Shogun. It was one of our users, and he submitted that news. Uh, I'd never heard it, but you know what? As much as I was like, eh, it doesn't work for me, there's that part of me that says, you know what? He has tackled things in the past that yeah. you didn't think he was right for. This could just be one other one. Yeah. You know? Uh, but, I, I mean, I think there are better choices, but I think he could probably do it. What would be a better choice? I, Lorenzo I, Lamas, perhaps. No, you know, Lorenzo Lamas uh, would be would probably be badass. What was that show he did where he... Renegade. Uh, Renegade, yeah. He or probably... Snake Eater. If you, if I didn't you, see okay. Snake Eater. Well, I mean, your your film education is not complete. Uh, <laughs> speaking of film uh, classics and film education, uh, we all had to see Metropolis in film school. That's just not just me, right? We all we all had I to see that, right? Didn't go to film school. Did you have you seen Metropolis, the no. Fritz Lang classic? No, I, I have don't. you seen Ants, the movie, the with... Woody Allen and Sylvester Stallone classic? Ants, <laughs> I've the, seen like the Ants. CGI. Yeah, yeah it, it's I... Metropolis. Oh, I, I haven't seen either. But you, oh wow, you've seen I it. I saw Bugs I've Life. I've seen Ants, but I have not seen Metropolis. Metropolis is that classic uh, Fritz Lang movie. Of course, you guys have seen the robot from Metropolis. It's one of the big icons of cinema, right? Okay. She's got robot titties. Like it's oh yes, robot. I have seen you've that. You've seen that. Yes, I've seen that. It's it's a movie about a city underground in the future, and okay. it gets flooded at the end of it. And if you've seen Ants, it's roughly the same. Now plot you're just line. giving away the end. Um, and I mean, this is a movie that was made, you know, in the early parts of the last century, and it's a classic. Fritz okay. Lang who did M, and you know. Uh, for, forever there was talk that there was a, a full cut of the movie and it was lost uh, okay. uh, Hero Protagonist one of our users says that uh, Ain't It Cool News revealed that there was a uh, full cut of Metropolis located in Buenos Aires it's a, it's a 210 minute version how, how do these old movies last so long without people finding them like what basement are these things existing yeah, I, in it's in Buenos Aires yeah that's where they found a 210 minute cut of Metropolis, which they're uh, cleaning up, and they're going to put it out on Blu-ray. And DVD. Oh, they are. Okay. Of course, yeah. That's I mean, cool. this is a historic, you know, piece of film history. You know, I mean, this is like finding uh, Orson Welles' cut of Magnificent Ambersons. Like, it's that important, you know. Yeah. How does that surface in the middle of nowhere? Uh, yeah. How does this thing disappear for so long? Um, but it, you know, it, I guess it did, and uh, you guys will be able to see that because there was a talk of the, of Hollywood remaking it anyway. They were going to do they, it They anyway. remake everything these days. Yeah, they were going to remake it. There's a plan to remake Wieners in 20 years. I, th I think already. that would be... I think that... Well, what about a sequel? Well, we do have a, a top secret, like, uh, three-hour and 40-minute cut. Get the fuck uh, out. That, no, just kidding. Get the... You, <laughs> we're hiding in Buenos Aires. Is there a writer's it's, cut uh, of Wieners? No, there's some other cuts of Wieners that have some other stuff in it, but, but the... The cut that's out, I think we got some stuff back in there that we wanted. There's you know, too kinda... much wiener cutting. There's, there's, there's too much yeah. cut and wiener in the same You should not. Yeah. 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 Hey. <laughs> um, a remake. Uh, somebody, uh, Mark Millar, you know the writer? He did a Wanted. He's a comic book uh, writer. Yeah. Uh, he said that he's uh, trying to get together with an, a Hollywood action director to do a reboot of Superman. A yeah, that was submitted by Modern Boy, one of our uh, our faithful Geekscapists. He submitted this news that Mark Millar, 
and has gotten together with a, with a, a, a director and wants to approach WB about doing a reboot of Superman. We like just, they did with the Hulk? Like they did with Superman. Well, I mean, but, but I mean, like, <laughs> Ang Lee did the Hulk like a few right. years ago, and they just rebooted the Hulk basically right. with with the new Ed Norton. And they didn't one, totally right? skirt the first Hulk, but no, they but kind of re- yeah, yeah. It's a and it's so a, they, they, it's they, a requel. They just did Superman, uh, and now they want to reboot Superman. But did that first Superman work for you? Uh, you know, the Superman Returns. I mean, uh, you're friends with Brandon, right? Brandon's like one Brandon. of my, my my good friends. So. He was fucking awesome. Yeah. In and I knew it from that first picture of him as Clark Kent running yeah. down the street that they released early yeah. on. The fact that they were going to go with that 70s, I mean, it was uncanny. No, I mean, I, it was incredible. I, I've known him for like six or seven years. And when you know he was working at a, as, as a bartender at Lucky Strike and stuff mm-hmm. like that and auditioning and doing all that kind of stuff. And we were at a, a party and this girl was like, oh, we're casting the new Superman thing. And he's like, yeah, my agent sent my stuff over. And she's like, you have that perfect Clark Kent look, you know, whatever. And and once, you know, and we were like, Beej, you're, you know, Brandon, you're, you're totally the Superman you guy. You call him Beej? Uh, his middle name is James. Okay, so, so it's BJ, okay. but, but Brandon. Uh, so, uh, you know, and once we saw him in the glasses and the outfit, once they, we saw the stills from the, from the thing, it was like, he's, he's perfect, like spot on, you know, Clark Kent and Superman. He did a great job also doing the... The dorky kind of like you know guy pushing up his glasses kind of thing. I mean that's it. That, yeah. That, I mean you got to do both, and you have to do yeah. both fully. I think he was awesome. It, it, he's just the set pieces yeah. and the action. I the think film, that you know um, didn't get me there. It it was a little slow, I think, at mm-hmm. times, and I think that that was the comment I heard from everyone, and that's kind of what 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 I thought too is that you know I didn't care as much about the really slow like love story between him and Lois and all that stuff. I, I wanted some more action. I don't think mm-hmm. there was enough superhero kick-ass like action stuff like which is why like you know i, I don't know I, I wanted more i would still like to see brian singer take yeah. a crack at the second one well i know? think and there's still the you know from what i heard the, the the latest was that uh he is signed on to do like a second one and, and they're looking at uh new writers because mm-hmm. mike and dan the, these two writers who wrote the first one mike doherty and dan and, and, and dan harris right. they wrote uh x-men one and two also and they did a great job and i think you know this is a case where i know they're good writers and uh I think that this was one of those things that the studio was like, this is their big tentpole movie, so who knows how many notes you and know, that, and, and, and stuff and was I mean, put in there. You saw that John uh, Peters was still credited on the movie, and yeah. he's been on it since the early 90s. Yeah. I mean, so many people were still part of this film that it just... And, I mean, uh, even on Hancock, the last credit of Hancock, you still see that, that Jonathan Mostow oh, was, really? was, was, all was one of the producers. Like, every director who had gone through Hancock from when Because that was, called, like, four years ago or yeah, something, Yeah, it was right? called Tonight He Comes. Yep. And so many directors were on it yep. and left it. They were all still part of the producing, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that first Superman movie, uh, stylistically and the acting, perfect i mean you want yeah. to see kevin spacey as like I, I think it's hard to do origin movies you know mm-hmm. it's always hard to do that first one to to tell that story you know and, and stuff like that and i think they did a decent job i think there were parts that were slow and i think that singer you know did a great job with the the first two x-men i think he could do a great job with a sequel to this too i would like to see him you want to see brainiac tra- i would love to see brainiac yeah you want to see fucking brainiac yeah you know brainiac see... god you got to start reading comics suzanne i'm gonna bring i'm gonna put you on yeah. a subscription every guest who comes on geekscape and isn't reading comics uh, gets a lot of emails and a lot of uh, MySpace messages with their recommendations. So Suzanne is no different. Uh, we will get you guys her MySpace or her Facebook, and you guys are just going to fucking them. pummel her with suggestions. Well, you can actually search for her on Facebook. Under, uh, yes. Search for Suzanne Francis on yeah. Facebook in the Los Angeles network and send like, her just a bunch of stuff. Friend her. She's a, she's poke a her. She's can you poke noob. her? Yeah, oh yeah, poke her. Everyone poke Suzanne who's watching this. There are a Thank couple you. people who would definitely want to poke Suzanne who are watching. Uh, she's married. They do not care. Okay, well then poke her anyway. Your, your movie's copywritten. They just finished watching it. Play her in Scrabulous. Uh, she loves Scrabulous. Scrabulous. <laughs> uh, we went through that. We had a, I mean, last fall, the Geekscapists and I, we had a huge fucking Scrabulous She's addicted to Scrabulous. So were they. Yeah. And then we got into uh, like this fucking space strategy game and we did that galaxy wars or some shit like that that one i don't know we did that for months like we do that we do that um uh we saw some new trailers the bond movie uh quantum of solace we saw day the earth stood still um i think the day the earth stood still looks promising even though i was not into the idea of it yeah no it it looks like it the trailer's a good teaser you know like you don't exactly know what's going on but there's some amazing cgi and and some graphics in there and have you seen the original no no, I, I haven't Weiss. seen the uh, original. I've heard of it. Robert, yeah, it's incredible. But, um, but it looks like it could be cool. 
And then this Bond movie. Um, are you a Bond fan? I'm a Bond you, you fan. You like it. You yeah. guys are both Bond fans, yeah. so you're looking forward to this. I am. The trailer's like, okay. You know, it, right. it I didn't good. see the trailer, but it's I'm par still... for the course. Yeah. I mean, there's the Aston course. Martin, you know, and there's a bunch of sh- shit blowing up and, and guns and stuff, and I love Aston Martins because it's, like it's a cool... You like to see them destroyed. I, yeah, I don't like to see them destroyed, but they're, but they're sweet cars, and they're, they're the most awesome Bond car. So what comic books are you reading? Um, I don't read a ton now. Um... I I mostly used to read Spider Man and I read some Batman, but I, I don't read any of the newer stuff now. Even going into like Dark Knight Return or this Dark Knight movie and so like that you're not getting back. You know, I I just like I guess if I start doing that, my roommates will start to give me crap for it. What is like you have to poke Gabe problem? too. What's their problem? Because the only thing Facebook. I'm wearing, what's I'm wearing his name? Cal- Facebook. What's his name? <laughs> Gabe Graffoni. Fate, send yeah. him the comics. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Why no, not? I'm, I'm he's dorky. worse than me because now he's he's stopped. stopped yeah, what? he used to you're, be into it. You're she, more like she a... never knew what it felt like. Yeah, she never knew. Oh man, you, um, now you're in trouble. I'm you're like Spider Man <laughs> leaving his fucking shit in the trash and walking yeah, away. Yeah, but from you know, the but I will come back to it. You know, when when Spider Man puts his shit in the trash, he well, knows when he has to come back. Stand up to your roommates and be like, "This is who I am." Yeah, I built an army of kids who say, "This is who I am," and I'm proud. And we read it and we love it. I celebrate it. I, we spent a you lot of time. Them. I, shut your mouth! <laughs> you turned your back on you us. We, the children. We, you know, between the writing, because she's a slave driver, sure. so I don't oh, have time yeah. to read comics because she's like, "Oh, we gotta work. We gotta work." Does he blame everyone, like for the for the things in his life? Like, and then when I'm not you? working, I try to relax with a little like Mario Kart. Oh yeah, or, you know, we uh, play a lot of oh, Wii. That's the shit. I guess that's what's taken over your comic yeah. book. Comic, yeah, Mario Kart and I'm Gears of War. Your, I'm getting and, your Mario Kart and Halo. before we leave. Do it. We will fight. Wait, do you have the, the wheels? I don't use the wheel. I oh. use the fucking use the wave bird. The wheel is wave bird. I go wave bird. What the hell is the wave bird? Wave bird's a GameCube controller. It's a wireless GameCube controller. Oh really? Controller. All right. Oh, that's the shit. You're talking about the new <laughs> Mario Kart, right? The new, okay. the new Wii one. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I play as my me every time. Oh, see, I play as I'm Luigi guy. I like Luigi. I like the green. What's your favorite course? Um, I really like. Um, oh, my favorite course. Yeah. Uh, on this new. This uh, new on, the, on the new one, I really like Moo Moo Meadows, because I like the music. The music gets me really excited. It's like this crazy, like oh. fast Irishy kind of music. It's a I little nuts. It. Oh yeah. And I really like. I like Moo Moo Meadows. Moo Moo Meadows is. The course is okay. Pretty straightforward. I know, but I just like the music. It really gets me going. You okay? gotta bring motherfuckers. I to do the not Rainbow like Rainbow Road. Road. You have to bring them there. You have to. Do, I, you have to take it to the limit. You know, I walk we, along the razor's edge. We always end the night with Rainbow Road because that's the perfect way to end it. Because it's like everyone's fucked that up. Rainbow the mine Road, cars. basically. That or the mine cars. The mi- I don't like the mine cars. Because you get knocked your ass. I didn't yeah, do that one. I liked the metal one because it was more straightforward. Well, yeah, that's good for you newbies like, too. What, what you were telling me is that you like playing it safe. My kids are going to come after you. All right. Let's I do love, it. I mean, I like playing with the kids online. Oh, do you play with them through your. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, right. yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, you know, uh, that, that's half the. I mean, that is the fun of the game. Like, yeah. This first Mario Kart where you can my, play online. It's, it's amazing. My parents just uh, got a Wii. So <laughs> I am going to challenge my mother in New York to, uh-huh. to Mario Kart. They got. Do you play this, Suzanne? She, yes, she I does. Played, yeah, I like. I played with the steering wheel. <laughs> you know what? It, the steering wheel is hard. It's I'm really used to hard. it now. I'm really used to it now. I started with the steering wheel on the, on the new one, you know, because I used to use the classic controller for, for the old Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started with the wheel, and I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the wheel. I'm going to do it. There are people online who have, like, a golden wheel insignia next to their, next to their names. No oh, shit. Have you played online a lot? The no, kids I haven't played at all. Online is great, but you have kids who are oh, just, so you're really, just like rankings and they're stuff? really damn good. And, it's like... And winning, you gain points. Losing, you lose points. But... Uh, okay. But it depends on your margin of victory, how many you lose. Okay. Um... And uh, and it's great, but you'll race against people, and next to their names online, oh, has there, see, their uh, rankings? Not their rankings, but you'll see some of them with like a, a wheel, and some uh-huh. of them with a gold wheel, and I think it has to do with how much they've accomplished in the non-online game. Oh, okay. You know, like time trials and things like okay. that. Okay. I mean, we've unlocked everything. Right. <laughs> everything. I like playing as, as, as yourself, because it kind of looks like you, and right. I, I, hey, hey! You, know, <laughs> you, you made a me that looks exactly like you? Did. My dad made a me that looks nothing like himself. <laughs> really? My, I had my mom do one, and she put the glasses on, and you know the, the was, nutty hair. She was honest. And about it. my dad, uh, it's like a big breasted yeah, blonde or something. No, my dad, my, my dad's like basically has like the hair around here and bald oh, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has an afro. <laughs> his we has an afro. His me, and uh, sunglasses and like it's 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 the most non my dad me 
possible. My mom was like, what the fuck is that? My well, mom some actually people curses. are pretty honest uh, online, but every now and then you'll race against Admiral Akbar and Saddam Hussein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have and, some of those. And if it's, and if it's you know, you want to beat Saddam Hussein. You yeah. don't want to see him beat you. Uh, no, we have a bunch of those, like, me's, you know. That guy gets red-shelled like a motherfucker. <laughs> like, it's just not popular, you know? Um, you know what happened to me that I did not know happens the other day? This is the last wee comment I'll make. I was holding a bomb behind me because I was going to launch it, yeah. and someone shelled me, and it blew up the bomb on me. I didn't know it does that. You have to be really careful with those because yeah. bananas, you'll lose a race if, you, if you're not strategic with leaving shit behind yeah, you. Yeah, I, I always try to hold bananas yeah, or a shell behind me just yeah. to have some insurance if someone's... You know what we're talking about. It's all about yeah. the insurance, oh, I baby. I had, okay. I had dropped a couple bananas. Um, <laughs> so... Comic books, uh, Batman, Superman, you like all that stuff, Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. We talked last week about some of the big crossovers in Marvel and DC. So this week, uh, I want to tell you about these Image books. Uh, you know, remember Image, the Image uh, publisher? Yeah. Their, their movie, uh, Wanted, just came out. I saw Wanted. Uh, did you like it? I, I liked Wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, when Suzanne and I saw it early, early on, it was uh, yeah. finished, so I didn't talk about it. But uh, we had a review up on the site, and I pretty much agree with it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Uh when all was said and done, you know. Yeah. And um, but Image, what Image does is they is uh, they had a pu- they had a publisher named Eric Larson who did Savage Dragon, and he just stepped down. But one of the things he tried to do was really make it a place where people could do creator own projects. And um, Wildstorm Image was one of those places. And Mark Millar, you know, he was so involved in this movie because it was his, he was creator owned, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, and that allowed him to do it. So um, there are a couple more um, that I started reading. Uh, one of them is The Astounding Wolfman. This one is Robert Kirkman. You guys know him because he did the, uh, the Walking Dead, which is an incredible zombie book, which if you guys like zombies, this is the book to read. It just got optioned by one of the premium cable networks. I think HBO or Showtime uh, optioned it as a, uh, as a show. And he also does Invincible, which is the best superhero book out there, and Paramount's had it for years. Um, he, he wanted to come out with this thing called The Astounding Wolfman, and it was like kind of a horror book like Walking Dead, which is a zombie book, and it kind of has superhero elements like Invincible. He wanted something that kind of lands in between. Okay. And, uh, and you guys know as screenwriters and storytellers that when you, gotta, when you go in between genres and you kind of straddle the fence, you can fall in between... You can do nothing. You know what I mean? You can right. have like an in-betweener. Right. Um, this book, for the first six issues, so issue seven just came out. For the first six issues, I was like, why am I reading this? Other than the fact that I love his other books, why am I reading this? And um, I, so, I, so I, I, I was like, this is going to be my last one. I'm going to pick up issue seven. It's going to be my last one. A lot of you guys have probably gave, given up on this book already. Um, and, and, I, and, and something happens in this book, issue seven, which sets the tone for the entire rest of the series. Um, he duped us, basically. We bought six issues where not a whole lot happens. We're not with the book. Issue seven is where something catastrophic happens in the last ten pages, and you're just like, oh my god. It's like the third trade paperback of Invincible. And you guys who read Invincible know exactly what happens. The first two trades... Invincible, you have to read if okay. you want to get into Super No, I'll, I'll check it out. first two trades, Gabe, you're going to be like, it's a superhero book. I'm not crazy about it. Right. The third one does what Hancock wanted to do. It puts it in a whole different level and separates it from the rest of the superhero books with originality and just the, the, the storytelling quality. It, it, it throws the, the audience for a loop. And this issue seven of, of Astounding Wolfman, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't expecting anything extra, and it fucking blew me away, and you guys will see that when you read it. Um, here's another uh, one. I think Image puts this out. They do. It's called The Sword. It's by these guys, the Luna Brothers. They're writer, they're they're brothers, and they write and they do their comics, and they have really a lot of you know cinematic qualities to them. Uh, I can show this to you, but uh, he's got like they do it all digitally, and you can see that they do like soft a lot of soft focus stuff that looks like it was shot in like a telephoto lens, and um, and their dialogue is just really uh, well written. It's really down to earth. Yeah, and, really um, cool. yeah. and their stuff is just really, really nice. And I've told you guys to get this book. It's about a girl who's paraplegic, and these people show up at her house one day and kill her family, accusing her father of being this, you know, uh, of having a sword, a mystical sword. And the father's trying to cover up and protect his family, and is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. They kill everyone in the family, push her through the floor, and she ends up in the basement. 
crippled, her house on fire, her family dead. These guys walk off, and when she looks up, there's a sword in her basement. And when she touches it, it heals her, and it gives her powers, and she finds out that everything that her father said was true. Right. And that these people uh, were, are out now out to kill her and her friends. Uh, and it goes back millennia, this story. And um, if you guys aren't reading this, the trade comes out this summer, uh, has the first six issues, uh, and it's really a fucking incredible book. And I'm surprised that nobody's optioned this thing yet because uh, as an action movie, uh, this thing has like kind of a born identity on the run type of thing because she's wanted by the police, but she's also wanted by these three people who are trying to uh, get the sword back and kill her. So if you guys are looking for comics to jump on, and kind of feel intimidated by uh, years and years of Batman Spider-Man continuity. This is the kind of stuff you guys should be looking for, uh, especially because this trade just came out. This uh, is issue one right here. This is issue seven, but the oh, okay. first six are, are are in it. And you can oh, see okay. now that like stuff goes back to like the Minoans on Crete, and like there's a whole historical aspect to who these people are and the sword, and uh, her father, and like you know it just has a like a pretty big scope, kind of like what Hancock was trying to do. Right. But it didn't. I mean, a couple of sidelines. Yeah, there enough. wasn't. Yeah, there was just like a little mention of it here and there. And I think you needed, if you wanted to do that, you need like a flashback, or you need like a more. Like here, you've got flashbacks. Here, yeah. you have a historical context to to the powers and these huge beings that you're right. accusing your your characters of being. Look, there's Hitler. There's Hitler. There's George <laughs> W. Bush. Not not standing well, on the fence politically there. Wow. Um, <laughs> But you can do that in comics, you know what I mean? This flashback is free. If you do it in a movie like Hancock, yeah. there's also risks of losing an audience. Yeah. You know? So, no, the, the book is awesome. It looks cool. It looks really cool, yeah. And these guys, yeah, I mean, they're brothers and they're, they do their own thing. So, I mean, those are comic books for you guys, you know? Hopefully, Suzanne will one day rediscover the magic of storytelling. Comic books are, are awesome and they're not all guys in tights, so um Damn Sword it. is definitely one to pick up. Um video games. We've been talking video games, especially yep. this whole deal with uh with uh, Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna get your shit you're gonna get more than your share of people coming after you now. I'll bring it on, let's do it. You heard him. So um there's E three is coming up? Yeah. E3 is coming up, uh, so it's kind of quiet right now, but there's a lot of speculation. Supposedly there's going to be a new Halo game. Already? E3. They're going to announce it? Um, I think it may be the Peter Jackson-involved game. Okay. It may be... Uh, there's probably going to be a Halo Wars thing, which yeah, is a real-time strategy yeah, yeah, yeah. deal. Um, so I'm excited about that. I do like Halo 3, regardless of the fact that every time you guys go on Xbox Live, you see me playing GTA 4 while all you guys are still playing Halo 3. I'm just addicted to GTA, and I have to get a full completion on it, or I will not consider myself a man. Um, there's a Ghostbusters game. It's supposed to act as the third Ghostbusters movie. Really? But it's a video game. For, ex for all the platforms? For all the platforms. Uh, everybody's involved. Really? Bill Murray, everybody, except Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis did not want to what's, be involved. What's he busy doing? He's busy in retirement. Supposedly he made so much money during the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies. Oh, yeah. That he's like... Done. Retired. Nothing will draw him back. Not even the magic of Ghostbusters. Which yeah, how think, could you turn down Ghostbusters? Ghosts are the know. gatekeeper. I mean, Come on, what are you doing? That's even cool. if it's not about the money. Yeah. Like, put it towards charity or do something. Like, like just wouldn't you want to be involved with something that you know people yeah. have been clamoring for for almost Maybe he'll years? come around. Maybe. I don't know. It's getting pretty late in the game, and this movie's. What if this everyone who soon. watches this writes a letter to Rick Moranis? Guys, if you know Rick Moranis, and he's in Canada, he's hiding in Canada. If Google guys, his uh, Canadian address. If you guys can send letters to Mr. Moranis, uh, we'll you should get his address and put it on your show. You know what? <laughs> that would not be a bad idea. Everyone must start a, write, a letter writing campaign to Rick Moranis. I don't. I mean, guys, start start something on the forums. Get on the forums and do like, uh, you know, just tell me you would support this if if I started a, a letter writing campaign to Rick Moranis to try and get his, him involved in this new game. Save I mean, Rick Moranis. It's probably a cry for help. I mean, why else would he turn something like that down? I don't know. I I it just seems like such a, a win win for everybody. Uh, and uh, Sierra's making it. And Sierra, remember the old school developer? You oh, know yeah, them. yeah, 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 yeah. Space Quest. Back in the day. Space Quest. Yeah. Sierra's still around? Yeah, like like the last game they did, I think they did that Born Identity, the, the Jason Bourne video game. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't video play that. Game. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people played it. Yeah. Um, so they do make things, but, they, but I mean, 
we know them all from the adventure games. Those games were the shit. Um, and yeah, now they have this supposedly amazing Ghostbusters game with everybody involved. Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, everybody. Except, Except, Except Rick Moranis. It was even written, a lot of the dialogue was written by Dan Aykroyd and Hal Ramis. Like, oh, really? That's awesome. It's That's supposed really to be cool. true to the Ghostbusters. That's cool. So That's now really they have cool. to have the opening sequence where Rick Moranis gets like a spike through his head or something. They have to explain that he's yeah. not in the game. <laughs> Guys! <laughs> Well, that explains that. Maybe the Ghostbusters should shrink themselves and go looking for Rick Moranis. That's copywritten, guys. Please, don't. Um, <laughs> we're going to listen to that moron who sits on the couch and does a podcast. Um, Hollywood would be better off, I'm telling you right now. You guys would have a full-fledged Critters versus Predator versus Alien franchise, and it would be good. Um, you guys play the DS? Uh, I don't that much. I played DS a lot when we were on set at Wieners. What did you play? Uh, we had, uh... Instead of, instead of working, what did you do? We, we played Mario Kart. <laughs> you played Mario Kart on the DS? Yeah. That game was awesome. Yeah, we we, we played Mario Kart because I think we had, like, four of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You played a little, didn't you? I play. I wasn't really into no, it. No, you cannot be into this. You yeah. You cannot not be into this. I like the Wii. The Wii is fun. It's ba- I mean, we played Mario Kart. It was basically, like, Zach played a lot. Zach had his, uh, his DS with him. Uh, the Chuck guy? Yeah, Chuck guy. He okay. played he play, he play a lot of Mario Kart. I think Kart. It, my audience is really going to like that the guy who plays one of us on yeah. Chuck is, is, is a geek. Yeah, he is. Really um, like that. I don't know if we can say that about Zach, but yeah, he's he, he definitely played a lot of Mario Kart. He's a really, like, he, you know, I think he's he's a geek down at heart. I think Chuck makes sense for, for Zach, mm-hmm. you know? And Brandon is a is a big geek down at heart, too, just so really? you know. He Brandon Ralph. plays World of Warcraft, like, every day. <laughs> Still? Oh yeah, I think he still plays. Yeah, it's wow. a problem. We have to get him. We have to get him off that. <laughs> well, he played on fun. set when he was shooting Superman all the time. We tried to get him to go on to Halo because he was in Australia shooting. Right. And we were like, "Go on to your Xbox Live and let's play some Halo." And he's like, oh, "I can't. I'm playing I'm World of Warcraft. I'm, I'm, I'm playing World of Warcraft." <laughs> so we could not play Halo with him because he was so into his World of Warcraft. Yeah. You know what? I can. I, I can. We can make fun of the guy, but yeah. I get these fucking request to come join people in halo but i'm like two more hookers uh, you know what i mean like liberty city is not clean oh, right. you're playing grand theft auto i'm gonna play gta 4 until liberty city is spotless <laughs> i don't know if it's possible but i will leave it a gleaming city it's gonna be a beacon of justice and uh, and cleanliness when i'm done with that city wow and i will do That's it dedication i will do it by leaving a trail of bullets and blood but somehow i'm gonna get that city cleaned up nice um yeah, uh, the DS, uh, my, my uh, audience was really excited by, uh, it was submitted by, um, uh, who, who submitted this news? I think his I don't name know. is, uh, is Shu, he's a big gamer, and uh, he said that Chrono Trigger, which is an old school uh, RPG, is going to be um, coming to the DS, the original game, so, you know, that I've said it like, several times on the on the on the show, I think the DS is a really good format for bringing back some of those older games yeah. that maybe are too slow on the 360 or the Wii or the or the PS3, like a Monkey Island or a Sierra game. The adventure games, why not right. just have it like that? It's slow. The DS is really conducive to playing for 15 minutes and then putting it down. Right, right. Um, so I guess that they're starting to see the light of... Uh, I, I guess they're starting to see, you know see that because some of these older games are starting to get a second life on uh on the ds which is cool you know i like my ds i just got that psp that red one. Oh, do you like it uh i do it's a lot yeah. of fun it's crazy how much you can fucking hack a psp like there's so much like software you can put in that oh really you, you it's like... crazy you know so what, what are you putting on there well i i don't want to put anything on it but like i know people who put on like different kind of software you can play your ps3 remotely through a psp oh really you can put a movie in your PS3 at home. Yeah. And remotely watch it on your PSP. Really? No that way. That being said, you can link your PS3 to your computer, put a movie in your computer, or have one on your hard drive on your computer, and watch, watch it, it the... through the PS3 beaming to your PSP. It makes your fucking mind want to explode. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Really? Yeah. On your PSP? Instead of working. Yeah. That's what we're doing tomorrow. Great. Thank what are you guys you, working Jonathan. on now? Uh, a couple, uh, yeah, we're working on a couple outlines, uh, just some big comedies. We're working with this company called Mosaic, mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, Jimmy Miller runs that company and, uh, they have some big clients. They have Judd Apatow, Will Ferrell and stuff like that. So we're trying to work on something with them. Uh, we have another movie that we're 
looking for independent financing that we wrote that we want to direct uh, called Camp Happy Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a it's a comedy about it, uh, an office that goes into the uh, the woods to learn how to love each other. Oh, it's like one yeah. of those. What, what is it, babe? Okay. Uh, okay. Um, you, you can't talk about the uh, the one you guys missed out on. You Which? told me about it. What? Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. That can, one makes can me we, crazy. Well, can, you, I, don't I don't know if you guys what, can. Bill? Yeah. Yeah, that's the well, first we, half we, of it. We did write uh, a remake or a Makes reimagining of a uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It was called Bill and Ted's Freaking Badass Voyage. Uh, we can we can discuss it a little, right? Whatever. I don't know, but don't but know. is it dead? I don't yeah, it's know. it's it's dead for now. I think I think it's probably dead. You know, hopefully we'll maybe start one that day. Fucking letter of fuck right, you know, <laughs> send fuck, letters fuck to uh, Rick Moranis. You left us. MGM and uh, Fox. Uh, I think for budget reasons, the script was was good. Everyone was happy with it, and. Uh, you're gonna have to cut the titties out of it. I just no. You, do we have do no? We, don't. No, it had to be PG-13. It had to be PG-13. Of course it did. I'm just so it had a sweet, loving message of friendship and time travel. Uh, and uh, just messing with you. It was it, it was good, but yeah. So Fox, I think, for budget reasons, decided that they really didn't think it would make enough money for them to uh, to make it. Who for... would play your Bill and Ted? We had uh, two guys in there already cast. We were we were pretty far along. Alex Winters will do it. You know that. Uh, Alex Winters actually he do, he does a lot of directing now, uh-huh. uh, and he's actually a client of our manager too. So oh, come on. So we, I'm Throw sure there was bone. a cameo in here from from their side. Throw he wouldn't play the, the two guys. Because <laughs> yeah. he's a little old for that. Oh, come on now. But yeah. uh, so we got forums, Geekscape.net. I'll just leave you guys a little bit of it. Uh, you guys can go on Geekscape.net, the forums, check them out. Uh, we have people starting threads all over the place and talking about, I think, pretty funny shit. Uh, Margaret Six is one of our new users, um, but she's become pretty prominent, and she started this thread. And it was if you had a band, what would it be named? And she immediately suggested her names, which was Peanut Butter and Jealousy. The Jelly Bean Progression. Uh, Eli Whitney, what have you done? And uh, Snippet in the B-Time Poppets. Uh, the Laughing Man, our good buddy Chris from England, said Celebrity 16 would be his. Bull Gator suggested The Apathetics. And our DJ Hijack, our, our resident uh, um, urban urbanite, said uh, Soul to Spare. Which, um, sure, I'm into that. Uh... Every kid wants to start a band. Every kid thinks about band names. Um, During the boy band craze, I myself wanted to start Pubic Fresh, which was my boy band, uh, with our hit, um, Grass on the Field. Nice, I like it. Subtle. In parentheses, (laughs) or Play in the Mud. Uh, Now, if you guys started a band, like the Geekscape kids, uh, what would you name your band? Pubic Fresh is already taken, please. Uh, Suzanne, what would you name your band? Um, well, what, if we started a band you name together, band? I was in a band, so I already have a name. What, what was, was your band it? name? My band name was Winds of Change. <laughs> I wonder what kind of music you played. <laughs> we played... Um, Lilith Fair type shit. No, okay. no. We had a um, saxophone player and a trumpet Jeez. player. Everybody wanted to be... You guys, you guys couldn't say no to people. We had a flute. You wouldn't kick people out of your band. <laughs> No, we had a big band. I played the oboe. Sure, come on. It was fun. That's crazy. And we won Battle of the Bands. So, so. F that. So we were good. The wind of change, I mean, yeah. There were so, four bands. And, uh, no, how dare you? <laughs> what would you name it, Hot Shot? You know, I don't really, I don't know. I was thinking about this the whole time. It's really been stressing me out. I, I, I do you have a name, pitch? Easy. It's not, it's not easy. easy. For we, you? For me. Hmm. I think it would have to have the word potato in it. I think the tough thing is, the litmus test is, Imagine yourself going out and your parents asking you where you're going to go. And you have to be able to say, I'm going to the blank, blank show. Right, I'm going to And not to see. sound like a complete fucking moron. Because some of that stuff... The Joy Luck Club. You know, I'm going to go see... Yeah, I'm going to go see... <laughs> I'm going to go see the Joy Luck Club. Because yours works. I'm going to go see that band Winds of Change. Right. Right? Gonna, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to go see that. Some of the stuff that was suggested just now, it doesn't work. You know, uh, whatever the fuck <laughs> Margaret said, the jelly bean peanut butter <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, like, peanut butter and jealousy. Your, your parents will lock you up yeah. Not let you out. Like, that's just a fact. So, if whatever you're going to do, if you're going to start a band, make sure that your parents don't think you fucking lost it. Like, that's, come on. You know? Because my Use parents a real think name. that I'm crazy. A good, a good, wholesome name. Right. I'm obviously sane. I mean, half my room is decorated with band damn shit. So, obviously, I'm in the, I'm in the clear. But that's just my advice. We give a lot your of Your band would be like the Van Dams. The Van Damage. Yeah, Van Damage. That's, that's, that's good. good. That's good. Yeah. I spent some time. 
I'm sure. I spent some you time. You can wear glass on your knuckles and with the microphone, yeah. a little yeah. bit idle. Um, yeah, no, that 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 is a, that would be a huge mistake. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, uh, I want to thank Gabe and Suzanne for being on the show. I want all of you guys to go out and get wieners legally. Um, I implore you, please stop what you're doing. You're ruining America, and uh, get wieners legally. Also, go onto this uh, new site, Strike.tv. Put in your email address for the soft launch, and look out for uh, for the launch of it later on this summer. Uh, hopefully, right? Later on this Yeah, summer? it should yeah. be end of July, beginning of August. Um, so definitely support that because you'll be supporting uh, the people who help us make our projects. Um, and on top of that, I want to thank um, Suzanne and Gabe for coming on the show again. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you, guys. You. I hope it wasn't too insulting. No, it was, it was terrific. Jenny McCarthy is watching. and um, <laughs> She is a Geekscape uh, podcast subscriber. Rick, Rick Moranis was watching. Yeah, he's and, just uh, canceled his subscription to... Uh, sorry. He just closed us down on yeah. iTunes, so I'm sorry, Rick. Um, that being said, guys, we'll be back next week. we got a big uh, geek um, guest. I think you guys will be really excited to meet her. Um, so we'll see you guys next week. Uh, there's been some girl power on this show. And, of course, look these guys up on Facebook. You need to suggest comics to her. Poker. Challenge him. Challenge me. Challenge him. Little Mario Kart. Run him off the road. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Okay? Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks.